To Jesus be all the praise, the glory, and the honor in God's wonderful people said, Amen. I'm with uh, Chad is driving the car right there. And dear Marie Dawn back there. And Jackson is back there too. And we are on our way to minister at a TV network here in Houston, Texas. And today is a very special day for me. 51 years ago today, I gave my heart to the Lord. February 14, it was a Monday, 1972, 51 years ago. And that's why the Lord, oh my goodness, truly that song is true. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he, he grows. And truly it's been so wonderful all these wonderful years and to him be all the praise and God's people said amen. amen and I think Chad has a question so he's driving and by the way he's a good driver he is careful all right uh, you want to ask me go ahead thank you very much uh, I'll never forget you said that thank you very much pastor I just wanted to ask you I'm I'm young I'm 26 you know being your assistant these last four years of my life have been a privilege to see your life lift for Jesus to see him live his life through you, sir. And I know I can speak for everyone watching that your yes, that 51 years ago has blessed us all. And we give God all the glory for it. But we want to ask you, my question to you, and I believe many would like to know, what has it been like walking with the Lord 51 years ago? And I will ask also, what would you tell us for those who have not yet walked with God for 51 years and aspire to do so, and aspire to have a deep walk with God for as long as you've had? That's a wonderful question, and I'd like Marie to ask me a question also in just a little bit, and maybe even Jackson back there, but what it's been like, oh my. You know, it's like a light that shines brighter and brighter daily, and you don't know how bright it will be tomorrow till you get there. The relationship with the Lord has been a life-changing experience, eternally life-changing experience. But you asked me something that uh, I think is very important. Your second question, like what that I've learned, right? Yes, sir. Okay. What I've learned is it takes a long time to build a relationship with God and a very short time to lose it. It takes a long time to build fellowship with the Lord, to see uh, His love in you grow and grow and grow. It takes a long time because it's progressive. We live daily. We live daily. And people can lose their relationship very quickly. That's what I've learned. And, and it's something that a lot of people don't realize. It's very sobering. It is sobering. Because the, the flesh is our number one enemy. And the flesh that the enemy uses wants to pull us away from the Lord. And what we have to realize is living in the Spirit is daily. It's a daily experience. If you miss one day, you lose. And neglect is a very high price. Neglecting time with God has a very high price. I did not know that when I got saved. 
Because when I was born again, let me say this one thing that I think you have to understand. When you and I were saved, things were easy. That's so true. Because the Lord carried us. Just like when a baby is born, the mommy and the daddy take care of that baby. Then when that baby is grown, the mommy and daddy say, okay, you take care of yourself now. And that is when you learn how easily you can lose that fellowship with God. Because you can't lose it in the beginning. In the beginning, He is, he is carrying you. He's feeding you. He's taking care of you. The day comes, He says, you're strong now. You have to learn how to walk with me. You have to learn how to follow me. And this is where the devil gets in, knowing now you're on your own, basically. And the Lord is there, but the Lord is really there saying, follow me, encouraging you, not carrying you. May I say it again? In the beginning, he carries us. Later, he encourages us. He's there for us to say, keep going. You're going to make it. I'm here for you. But he's not carrying you anymore. Like in a, just think about in a family. Wouldn't it be silly for a mom to carry her son when he's 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even younger than that. Because, but, but she'll always be there for him. She'll say, son, I'm here for you. When you, when, when you need me, I'm here. I'm only a phone call away. And the daddy says the same. The family says the same. Well, the Lord is there for us. He is way better than a phone call away. He's there. Our parents are a phone call away. Sometimes they're not. Especially when they're at work. And then when they're gone, well, that changes everything, doesn't it? But the Lord is always there. He, he, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But he doesn't carry us all the way. He doesn't care. And, you know, a lot of people have misrepresented that about Christianity, that the Lord will carry you. Well, he only carries you when you're little and you're weak. But you have to walk with him when you get older. That's why he said, follow me. He didn't say, I'm going to carry you. He said, follow me. It's our responsibility to walk then, to follow him, and to, and to become stronger as we walk. But the danger is we can lose all that in a day. And I mean a day. I don't mean a year. I mean a day. You know what people don't realize? Judas lost everything in a day. Mm -hmm. He didn't lose it in a year. One day the devil got in there and everything stopped. And Demas, I'm sure, that left Paul. It all happened quickly. But you see, it's neglect. It's neglect that weakens that person. When you neglect the Lord, your spiritual life becomes weaker and weaker and weaker, and the devil snatches you out in one day. So what do we do? Walk with God, be in His presence all the time, every day. Don't miss a day. Don't miss a day. 51 years ago, no one told me that. I did not know that. No, nobody that I remember preached about that. Maybe they did. I just don't remember anybody uh, having an impact to tell me that, what I can remember it now. But I've learned that the hard way myself. We've all had turbulence in the Christian life. The, the Christian life has many challenges, some severe turbulence too. 
actually a lot of it. But the Lord is there for us. But it's a race. It's a race. It's been a wonderful race, though, because he's there at the end of the finish line saying, I'm here, come, 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 I'm here. So you see him. And I, I've shared the story many times. When I was a little boy in school, we would run every afternoon in a race. We would race different classes, you know, would race, run huh? in the in the yard. And I remember, dear Frere Joe, we had, we had two bunks that took care of us, Frere Joe and Frere Henry. And Frere Joe was somebody you could not forget even if you wanted to. He was a rough, tough man. <laughs> He'd come into the yard with a toothpick in his mouth. Don't forget that. And he'd say, boys, in French, because I went to a French school. He'd say, boys, if you want to win, there's three, there's three rules, three laws. Number one, don't worry about the guy next door to you. Number two, and I love this, keep your eye on the finish line. Number three, never give up. I've remembered that all, all, all my life. And, and these rules apply in the Christian life. If you want to really win the race we are in, don't worry about what the guy next door is doing with his life. You worry about your own soul. You know, you, 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 you do what God called you to do, how to serve him. Yes, it's good to care about your brothers and sisters and so forth, but don't let their problems pull you away from Jesus. Don't let anyone's problems pull you away from Jesus. And sometimes in families, we, we, we allow our loved ones to pull us away from Jesus because of their weaknesses and challenges. No. Priority number one, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, meaning not a part of it. Because if you love Jesus with a part of your heart, then the other part belongs to your family with all your heart. Why did God ask Abraham to give up Isaac? He did not want to share God's, the Lord did, did not want to share Abraham's heart with anyone. He wanted Abraham's heart to be his completely. Mm -hmm. So Isaac got in there a little bit, didn't he? And God said, no, uh-uh. You offer him up now, give him up. And we all know the story. So sometimes we, we allow family and jobs and other things to get in the way, to pull us away. We allow the internet, social media to pull us away. We allow habits and other things and our weaknesses to pull us away. And we all have weaknesses. Another thing I've learned uh, as I've been walking with the Lord all these years these weaknesses that we all are born with do not leave. You cannot remove them from your body. You'll be free from them when the Lord returns. Or when you go home, I should say, really. But then we will be free from these things. In as Paul says, we groan to be delivered from these things. So these weaknesses are with you every day of your life. But when you spend time with the Lord, they have nowhere to go. They are, they are under submission to the presence of God within you. Because when you spend time with Jesus, those weaknesses 
are are shriveled, as Oral Roberts used to tell me. They have, they 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 lose their punch. They lose their strength inside of you. But it's it's spending time with God that is the key. I remember the Lord telling me years ago, back in the nineties, I was in prayer one day, at our home in Orlando. And I heard the Lord call my name, Benny. Benny. And I sat up in, in the chair. I was praying. I sat up. He said, Seek me with all your heart and you'll find me. And in me you'll find your liberty. Seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. In me you'll find your liberty. Because all of us want to be free from those things in our lives, whatever they are. There are there are weaknesses only God and you know. No one else knows, not, not even your family. But you see, when you, when you neglect time with Jesus, those weaknesses come out. They, 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 they wake up. Not that they're sleeping, but they basically lose their power, lose their strength. So neglecting time with God strengthens our weaknesses strengthens the flesh and that flesh can destroy us in one day because see and the longer people neglect the Lord the weaker they get in the spirit and the stronger those weaknesses become in them and one day bang it's over everything is lost and you know people people I think sometimes because they don't have the fear of God in them, some of them. Well, you know, 70 times 7. If I sin 70 times 7, he said, he'll forgive me. Yeah, but don't, don't you dare, uh, uh, you know, use him like that. Or tempt him like that. When you love him, you don't want to hurt him. When you really love the Lord, you don't want to uh, grieve Him and sin against Him. Yeah, we all we all fail. We are we we are, we we all fall short. Come on, we all know that, but we don't plan on it. We don't say tomorrow I'm going to do that, you know, because right. real Christianity is, you 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 don't do that. But we all are weak. We we all fail because that's just the way it is with with our life as Christians. And like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, he's waiting for the day he'll be free from that. Yeah. And we're all waiting for the day they will be free from that. I hope I'm helping you guys. Yes. You want to ask another question, somebody? Feel free. Yes, you're talking Here. about the different stages of growth, of spiritual growth. Yeah. We go from baby to toddler to right. teenagers. Right. And you know, young men in the Lord, and it means that you have different experiences with the Lord. How do we manage those different stages? Ah, very, very good. We walk in the light we're in, Marie. You know, the Bible tells us something powerful. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, not he was in the light, mm. meaning we walk in present light, in present truth. Okay, let me give you an example. So when I was a child mm -hmm. in the Lord, right, right. when I was a baby in the Lord, 51 years ago today, I was a baby in the Lord. I had so much truth at that time. Not much, but enough to help me begin. Right. Okay. So that truth was okay for then. Yes. That light was okay for then. Yes. 
a year later, yeah. I grew in the truth. That's right. yeah. But I could not walk in the truth I began with. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. If yes. I walked in the truth I began with, I would not have have actually survived. So we walk in present truth, yeah. Peter said. Walk in present truth. Meaning, you need new truth to keep you going in the Lord. So how do we move into that next phase by walking in the truth that phase is in? So now, 51 years later, I know more about the Lord. I know more about His Word. I know more about the Christian life. I walk in that present truth today, not the truth I learned mm -hmm. when I was a, a young, uh, you know, spiritual man in the Lord right. 50 so years ago. But everything changes as you get older in the Lord, everything changes. And then, you know, the, the greatest lessons you learn is when you have real bad turbulence. <laughs> That's what, when you really, really learn what it's like in the valleys where, where, where we grow. I've had many valleys. I don't like the valleys, but that's where the growth happens in the valley. Our mountaintop experiences are, are, are not the places we grow in. God doesn't let us stay that long. So what, what, what does he do? He, he actually pulls away from us. He doesn't leave us, he pulls away. And sometimes we think, oh my goodness, what did I do? Did I sin? Did I do something wrong? Did I stop seeking God? No, there are times when the Lord pulls away so we can get a little deeper with Him, go a little farther with Him. But the way you know, the way you know He left, is when your hunger stops. Because as long as you're hungry, He's there. Even when He pulled away in my life, I was always hungry for Him. That hunger told me, of course I didn't know that then, but that hunger was really saying, he's still with you. You're still living spiritually. Because hunger is the sign of life. But if you stop getting hungry, be alarmed, you're dying on the inside. And then when, when people are no longer hungry, then their faith level goes down. And their love for the Lord goes icy, icy cold. So the way we know he's still there in our, in, in, in our life, even though his presence may have withdrawn for a good reason that we can seek him now, you're still hungry for it. You, you still don't question his word. You, you still love him and your love is strong and getting stronger. But when the Lord leaves because of neglect, neglect, where we just stop praying and we stop going to church and we stop reading the our precious Bibles. What what happens is, now the next thing you know, your hunger goes. It starts to die. And your your faith, your you, be, you begin to question, did he really say that? Did this really happen in the Bible? And people start to say, ah, you know, I don't think I'm gonna do this and do that anymore for the Lord, because their hearts go cold. And, and then there's something else that really, really happens, which is sad, it's true. Because John said, how can you love God and hate your brother? So when people become hateful in their spiritual life towards people who are in the faith, that's not a good sign. Now look, you know, I've lived long enough to tell you that the flesh is a real powerful enemy. And then when that flesh takes over, 
literally you lose your desire for the Lord. Mm. That's the danger. Scary. Very scary, very, very scary. Now, you know, like I said, when you're little, when you're young in the spirit, the Lord carries you. So you don't really have to worry about such things. But then when, when God says, okay, you're on your own now, walk with me, follow me. That's when the danger starts. Now, now you have to seek him. You have to seek him. You have to call on him daily. You have to get somewhere quiet and, and, and take your Bible and read it. Let God talk to you. You talk to him. You spend wonderful time in worshiping him. You put that beautiful worship music on that will help you. It doesn't help God, but it helps you. Get in the spirit, I mean, and helps you pray and fellowship. But then, you know, there's a time when you're so strong in the spirit, you, 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 you don't need that worship tape to be running because you're already in those high places in the spirit. But what is so important is to understand is when people neglect the presence of the Lord, the flesh becomes so strong mm -hmm. that now the flesh is ruling in their life. And the Bible has a great warning that if you fall like that, there's no way back sometimes because you can't find your way back because the darkness becomes so thick you can't see through it. I've seen people like that. It's never happened to me, thank God, but I've seen people that left the faith. I had friends who left the faith. It's very, very difficult to talk about that. But we are now living at a time in, in history and a time when the enemy is so aggressive in attacking the body of Christ, attacking the church. I made a statement yesterday. I said, you know, there's a great move of God among the young people. But what, what the devil is doing, he's actually targeting the fathers to kill the fire. No. You know, the book of Isaiah has a great scripture. It says that children carry the wood and the fathers kindle the fire. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a powerful verse? Yeah, really the children bring the wood and the fathers put the fire on. And the problem is, it's okay to have wood, but how about the fire? Yeah. And there's a lot of young people coming to the Lord today, excitable, wanting to, to really live for, for, for the Lord. But very few fathers with fire there's fathers, but very few with fire. Right. I have a great responsibility, and I will not fail. I made that decision. I will not fail. I told the devil more than once, you're going to fail, devil. You're not going to pull me down with you. Because, you know, you make that decision in your heart. And the thing is, a lot of precious pastors like me, who are older in the spirit, have made the same decision I've made. We're not going to fail. But many don't care. Many have walked away, many have walked away. And the majority have gone off, have, have gone, you know, to be with the Lord, I mean. Have gone ahead. Pastor Jack Hayford, who was such a strength to me, is with the Lord. He passed away a few weeks ago. His service is this week, on the 18th. And I sent a tape because I wanted to go so bad, they asked me to come, but I have to, I, I have to minister here in Houston. We're not done till Saturday. But he's in heaven now, and I've been 
quite close to the people with him and you know, around him, but he, he was a real father to me. It kept my fire going when I needed it. Back in 2010, that was a rough time for me. 13 years ago, was it? Yeah, 13 years ago, right? Yeah. That was a rough, rough time for me, 2010, 11, and 12. But I came out of that. Yeah. And the Lord taught me a lot about it. I wrote a book called Mysteries of the Anointing of what I learned during that season. It was quite life-changing for me. And I'd like you to read that book if you haven't. It'll really be a blessing to you. But my love for the Lord went sky high. But then the dangers of the flesh didn't go away. It's still there. But I've learned one thing. Time with Jesus takes care of it. You, you don't even have to fight the flesh. Just seek the Lord. That's it. He'll fight the flesh for you. He'll subdue the flesh for you. You don't have to subdue the flesh. He'll do it for you. So simple. The Christian life is simple. But the problem is people, sadly, today are so distracted by the things of this life. But by the troubles of this life. Well, goodness, I've been talking 25 minutes. I can't believe it. Lord, I pray you will... Any, any, anyone for a question before I pray? I, I began praying anyways. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the privilege you've given all of us. I pray, Lord, you'll strengthen us and keep us strong. And use us to strengthen others. Use me to strengthen your people. Yes. And Lord, use each one of us to be a strength to your people. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen and amen. amen. Now listen, tomorrow we're, we'll be in, uh, in Houston for a whole week this week. Tomorrow, I'm going to spend some time with you talking about what's going on in Israel. I'm very, very worried about what's going on in Israel. They're trying to change the, uh, the legal or Jewish... Judiciary. Huh? Judiciary. Yeah, the, 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 the way... Judiciary, anyways. How do you say that? The judicial system. Yeah. And, and you know, I still have an accent, by the way. I'm glad I still have it. I, I don't want to lose it. I miss mine. There's some, some words for me to this day. I have to say them slowly to say them right. Anyways. So, but uh, this could change the, the power of the Supreme Court in Israel. It could change so much. There was, people are now writing in Tel Aviv. They've been writing in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem by the thousands against Bibi Netanyahu and the government. And uh, we don't want to see the collapse of that, uh, of the system there they've been running under for so long, so well. Israel is a, is a, a democracy and, and people don't want to lose that f uh, freedom. So we'll talk to you about that and the, the, the other things that are happening now uh, in that part of the world and in Europe you know, I may not even talk about that this this week, but I may. You know, I'm gonna let let God lead me in that. But you 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 look forward. Uh, you look for you know for us tomorrow. I look I look forward to being with you again tomorrow. But thank you for being my wonderful partners and family. And I'm gonna ask you to give to the Lord's work right now. By the way, by the way, we are sending money to help people in Turkey and in Syria, especially. I have a dear friend of mine who. Uh, a wonderful woman of God who's 
been going to that part of the world for years and years. Her, her, her name is Yvette. She's an Egyptian and uh, been a friend to our family for a long time. She's a wonderful believer, great woman of God, by the way. So she is on her way. She's there now. She was on her way yesterday uh, to Syria. <clears throat> and so we're, we're going to uh, help those, you know, sweet people who have lost uh, everything. Many of them have lost families and so on. So I'll tell you more about that. Okay, but let's go ahead and give to the Lord's work and the Lord will bless you for that and increase you and protect your finances and protect your tomorrow and bless you in every way as you give to His work. So Lord, bless your people as they give. Speak to every heart, Lord, I pray today. As they sow their seed, Lord, I pray a mighty harvest will come to them over and over and over again. In Jesus' precious name, bless them and their families. Amen. Okay, you can go ahead and give uh, on the platform you're watching me on. You can give uh, on our website the quickest way, really, and simplest. Uh, just go to our website, benin.org, or simply text BHM45777. And thank you for asking me good questions here. Jackson didn't ask anything, but maybe later. All right. Shalom. Love you. Bye-bye.